Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today's episode is inspired by a conversation that I had with my financial planner, organizer, lady, Emily. And we were talking about this live offer that I'm running, right? The mini course to build out your offer. And I was telling her about everything that's included in it and how amazing it is and why it's so important. And she stops and she looks at me and she's like, did you tell him that? And I was like, nope. (laughs) So today's episode, I'm going to tell you the reason I was telling her that it's like one of the reason it's so important. And I hope that this episode then will help you in your business as you market, as you sell, and possibly coming back and looking at your offer and firming it up if that's what your business needs. I do want to give a disclaimer. When I talk in this episode, right, there are three parts of our business. There's the offer, which is the foundation of the business. It tells you what to talk about, who to talk to, who not to talk to. Um, it, it like reigns in what you talk about and to who, but it also involves the length of your offer, your price and the process you run your clients through. So as I go through and mention these things that are sometimes mislabeled as marketing and selling issues, I want you to keep in mind that they might actually be marketing and selling issues. They might actually be, right, sometimes marketing and selling seems like a technical thing, but often that's just like a mindset issue that like shows up in your marketing and selling. And so the reason I think about your offer as so important is because it actually, it doesn't just create the basis of your business, it creates the basis of your mindset. And so when we're going through each of these, the disclaimer is that at your own trans, like a I can't even think of what that word is, but like discretion. Don't use anything I say in here against yourself. If you love your offer and it's like working for you, only come in here to look for how can I firm up my mindset around my offer. But don't use anything in here to like agonize about your business and think about how it's not working and how, oh my gosh, there's just one more part broken. Like, no, don't do that to yourself. No matter what is happening in your business, There are things that are working and you have to keep in mind that the brain's inclination is always going to be to go to the negative. And so you have to purposely teach it to look at how you're progressing, how you're growing and what's winning in your business now. Otherwise, business just becomes miserable. (laughs) So let's dig into today's episode. And what we're going to talk about are offer problems that are often mislabeled as marketing or selling issues. And so the first thing I'm going to do is when I think about an offer, I think I mentioned, right, there's seven pieces to it. There's your niche, which is who you help and the result you help them get. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how only one of those needs to be specific. The other one can be vague. So you only have to be specific in one or the other. And the purpose of your niche is to tell you who you're speaking to, and where to find them, right? And and what you're going to talk to them about. So when there are the seven pieces of the niche, there's, right, there's the, the offer, there's the niche, there's the market research, 
There's the process that you take your clients through to get the results. Then there's your pricing and there's your length of offer. And then there's the type of call you want to offer um, when someone books a call with you, right? There's just, there's a few choices you can pick. And so when I go through these, I'm going to start with like overall offer issues that are like the issue is actually your offer, but it's often labeled as a marketing or a selling issue. So the first one is offer confusion. Now, this sounds pretty obvious, right? Like if you were marketing and selling in your business, if you were showing up and creating content, sometimes what I see coaches do is like they're trying to create content or they actually are creating a lot of content, but like at the back of their mind, they're confused about their offer. They're unsure about it. They're uncertain. They don't feel confident and excited and passionate, or they are in like some areas, but there's just pieces of it that aren't solid. And so when you go out and talk to people and when you share with them and you help them, you can do that separate from your offer. But when you have this offer confusion, it creates this uh, like separation where you actually keep people from hiring you because there's still this like niggling in the back of your mind about your offer. And so if you fit this criteria, I really want to recommend, right, either come and do the live one with me or once it's free, enter your email address, do the mini course and firm up the thoughts you have about your offer. Firm up those final pieces so that you can take away any confusion you have. Because what are you going to be left with when you take out the things you're uncertain about about your niche? Right. Because what are people uncertain about? They're like, is it specific enough? Um, Am I talking to the right person? Is this good enough? Is this going to work? All of those things are such common issues. I know I've had them, but I also go to my coaches events and, and you can't even, you might actually, but so often, right? People want to talk about their niche and it's like every minute. Okay. That's a little bit too specific, but (laughs) every month that you let yourself stay confused about your offer and you don't prioritize that, it's another month that your business isn't, it's just not working as effectively as it could be. It's not to say anything you're doing in the marketing realm is wasted. It never is. Because when I think about like before I had a profitable business, there was two years where I made $6,000 and I was really good at showing up. And so I, I created a lot of content. I helped a lot of people. I was on social media a lot and I was creating connections and I, but I I had this offer uncertainty, much like I'm talking about here. I wasn't really sure what I was selling and I was really unsure if I could deliver. And I just, I felt uncertain, right? I didn't feel confident and like solid on my offer. And so the way that came through is I actually wouldn't even let people pay me. If they wanted something, I would just give it to them for free. I would just like help them. Like I was just happy to help. I still am, but like, I like to be paid too. Because I know, right? Like when you pay me money, my offer is so much better than anything free we're going to do together in a limited basis. And so when you are marketing and maybe you have that like that that offer that has some, some uh, well, you know, just lack of confidence really in it, it's not a horrible thing long term. It's like your marketing is still going to be, you're still learning the skills, you're building the skills, you're building the connections. It's just that it's like your business will move forward more quickly when you have this offer that's firm paired with the marketing. So be cautious of if you have offer confusion, 
but you're like thinking you need to work harder in marketing or selling when really you need to come back to your offer. You need to figure out what you are not confident in or what you're unsure of or what you feel uneasy about your offer and firm that up. That is going to so directly impact how you market and how you sell because marketing and selling is how you tell someone you can help them and that belief comes back from your offer. The other thing that comes up as um, like a marketing and selling issue, right? It presents as that, but it is an offer issue, is when you don't love your offer. And what's fascinating about this is this is actually a marketing action. Like when I think about what does it take to run your business successfully, you have to actively love your offer. And not just a feeling state, but also like when you think about your offer, you create like, I'm thinking about the snow, right? It's like you walk through the snow and you create footprints. And every time you rethink about it, right, those footprints become more ingrained. I'm sure there's some brain example of this. I just have forgot what it is. Neuropathways, something fancy sounding, but snow works too. And so every time you think about your offer and you create a feeling of connection to it, it makes it easier for you to sell. Not just easier, like it lights a fire in you to sell. And so it is actually a marketing thing to reconnect and love your offer every day. But it becomes a problem when you didn't build an offer you love to begin with. And so then maybe you're trying to force yourself to love an offer or you're like confused about what love means. When I think about love, it's like I deeply believe in coaching. I was just telling my husband about how I, I'm in this, this program. Um, it's called Self-Coaching Scholars. And I get two coaching calls a week. And then I have this coaching I do with this other person. And then, and so he was like, okay, so you're getting coached three times a week. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. And he's like, but what do you get coached on? And I was like, everything. <laughs> I'm like, if I have something on my mind, if it like just kind of lingers, or if I have a feeling about something, I'm like, I get coached about everything. Because I deeply believe in coaching. I feel so transformed in my life because of the power of someone asking me a question as simple as like, what it, like, why is that a problem? And I just feel my brain relax and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not a problem at all. And I think about the power of that, right? When I think of loving your offer, it's remembering the impact it's remembering the power. It's, it's, it's believing it is so valuable, but having very specific things you think about, about that, right? So when I think about how valuable coaching is, I think about how my mind feels. I think about how, like, how less cluttered, about how in control of my own self I feel and like the difference in all these areas. And that to me feels so valuable. And so that's what I mean by like loving your offer. It's like reconnecting with the power of it, not necessarily like a feeling word of love. And so when you don't build an offer that you love and are passionate about, and you might have your own reasons, right? Like you get to decide, like some people are like, yeah, no, I want to be a coach. I don't need to be passionate about my offer. And so they pick something, but you still have to be able to access those same types of thoughts, right? Seeing the value of it and the, the, um, the impact of it so that you can talk about it. Because that value and impact, really what that's doing is every time you love your offer, you're teaching your brain, what do I talk about? 
How do I communicate to them? Why is it worth figuring out another way to say it so that I can help them, right? So you might struggle to market and sell. You might struggle to come up with content to talk about. You might struggle with your, like your passion and your desire for your business if you don't love your offer in the beginning when you create it and then keep loving it. The next piece is I kind of went through the seven parts. So those, those two were like the offer overall, but I went through the seven pieces of an offer and how, when you're kind of struggling with one piece of it, it shows up tangibly in your marketing and your selling. So when we think about in your niche, there's who you help and the result you help them get. And so the who part, right? Who you help. This one shows up when you aren't clear on who you help, how this shows up in your marketing and selling is you speak to everyone, right? Which means nobody's paying attention. And I want to be really specific with that, right? Like when you speak to everyone, the reason no one's paying attention is because the examples you use don't get their attention. The words and the, the scenarios you speak to, it's like it doesn't interest them. If someone were in my newsfeed or there was a podcast and they were talking about, um, I don't know, people who have more than five dogs and how they like manage going on vacation, I would tune out. (laughs) I'd be like, meh, not my life. Or if someone was talking about hurricane something, I'm like, meh, not my life, right? Like even though lots of people are going to pay attention to that, I don't have any like thoughts about hurricanes because it doesn't directly impact me in this moment. And so the examples and the things you talk about are going to get your person's attention. So your content can be less effective because you aren't talking to a specific type of person who wants the result you sell. Now there's another piece in here that can go wrong in your marketing and it's that when you speak to that person, you could actually be speaking directly to them and I'm, I'm thinking about stepmoms in this example. And instead of speaking to the person who wants to pay money and likes you, you accidentally speak to someone who doesn't like you, right? They think you should be better, different, more of something. And so then you like kind of tighten up and try to be. Or you speak to someone who is like, resistant to wanting it, who doesn't want to buy coaching, who doesn't want this result, who doesn't want to spend money for this result, who, right, like this result doesn't change their life and they like actively want it. When you speak to anyone that's not like in that, like, no, this changes my life and I actively want it and I'm seeking it out. Like sometimes that's the simplest thing. Like I'm accidentally talking to people who who need convinced or I think they need convinced. I am accidentally suppressing who I am because I'm worried they won't like me. I'm right. I'm speaking to someone who doesn't have money and they don't want to use it for this because that's okay, right? Like there are going to be tons of people who don't want to buy coaching. Whatever it is you coach on, there are tons of people who don't want to buy it. But when you create content, you want to create it for the person who does want this result, who values it, who likes your style, and who's like committed and determined to do the work. And so how that shows up, right, is like it's an offer issue, like it's an offer piece where you, when you're building your offer, you spend time thinking about that, you solidify it. One of the exercises I take my clients through in an unconventional business school 
I don't think this is in the light version of the free one, but inside of the program, I have this like workbook that goes with it that just kind of like makes each piece of it um, beefier basically. <laughs> and I have them make this list like, okay, here's who my person is. But then I tell them now, tell yourself who this person is not. And you have to get really like, oh, it's not this person and it's not this person. Because I'm thinking about one of my clients who helps people who have autoimmune disorders. And so when she was thinking about it, she like categorized people and she was like, oh, I was talking to people who have already been doing this for a long time and they're just like, like they're used to DIYing it. And then she's like, and then sometimes I was talking to people who were like, like frustrated and like don't want any help and they don't want a like natural method when really all along she wanted to be talking to the people who had recently found out they had the diagnosis they were motivated to make a change they wanted to hire someone to help right so it's like in your offer you want to you want to be so clear with yourself about who you're speaking to but also who you're not speaking to and that's going to show up in your marketing I'm going to go with, you're still going to forget, but when you have it in your offer base, you're, you can go back to it and you can be like, oh yeah, this is who I talk to. This is who I don't talk to. So the next piece is in your result. So inside of your offer, you're going to either be specific with who you speak to or the result that you help them get. But even if you're being vague, even if you're not being vague, right? Even if you're specific about a result, Sometimes what I see coaches do is they don't make any promises. They don't tell someone what's possible. And so because it's not specific, they like their their person's mind never thinks the thought. So an example of this is like one of my clients was telling me that I was asking her like what's possible when someone hires you, they're going to work with you for 4 months. What's possible in 4 months? And she's like they can lose 25 pounds. And I was like did you tell people that? <laughs> She's like, right, like if they do this, they're going to struggle at this point, like 20 pounds and their their brain is going to like have some issues. And then like, this is what we're going to do to get them over it and help them through it so that it's a lasting change. But it's like, that's so specific. And there's so much belief around that. And like, that's what people need to hear. But so often when you don't nail it down in your offer, when you don't spend time thinking about what are very specific things that are possible, the way I hear that show up in people's marketing is they're just vague about it. They're like, yeah, let's talk about what you want and we'll see where we can get you or we'll talk, right? Like, and it's like, no, spend time making a list of things. Like, here are the things that are possible. Because even inside of like 25 pounds, there are so many other things. Like you're going to learn how to eat out and it's going to like pair up with your weight loss. Like that's a result before you ever get to the 25 pounds that's like done. So when you don't spend time in your offer, like nailing down your result, you don't speak specifically to what they're going to get. And then they don't really have any compulsion to buy, right? So it seems like a selling and marketing issue. But really in your offer, you didn't spend time thinking about it so that later you would feel comfortable telling them about it. Another thing that sometimes can come as a, like, a, I don't know, from this like offer element is a coach not feeling like an expert. They like question themselves. They think about people being further ahead of them rather than only serving the people who are further behind them, right? Who, who want the journey that they've already been on. But that's part of what you work out in your offer. 
You only build an offer and you only think about it in terms that you feel really comfortable and confident delivering on. And so this is actually really a good one with weight loss because sometimes coaches are like, well, I want to coach on weight loss. My life has changed. I want to help other people with this, but I haven't lost all the weight yet. And when a coach does that to themselves, right, they're like, they're ideal, they're idolizing this end result as if they'll ever be there instead of remembering that every place they've already come from, they are already so far from where someone else started. And it's like, you have to be able to be in this moment and see like these results I have now, someone else wishes for. Because it's like, it's never going to be, right? I think about this in business where I'm like, oh, I'll be so like, I'll, I'll be able to better help you all when this happens. And it's like, I just have to keep remembering like the places I've been, the results I've already created, the things I know now that I didn't know then, even my ability to speak to them very casually. It's like, that all came from experience. And when you're choosing a result, you want to choose one that you feel solid about. And sometimes that means you have to like coach yourself into it. You have to think about like, yeah, you know what? I don't do this perfectly yet. And that's okay. I'm just going to teach them what I know how to do. And it's valuable. So you build that into when you're developing your result. The next piece is going to be the market research section of your offer. And one of the things that I see come up with coaches that causes them not to show up and create content is when they compare themselves to other coaches. And I mean, yes, this is a mindset thing. Probably all is, right? But when you're, when a coach compares themselves to someone else, inevitably, you know, it's like they're going to be someone who's been doing it longer, more experienced, more everything. And if they're selling the same thing as you, it's going to feel easy to say, well, they do it better. There's no point for me to do it. But when you do the market research part of building your offer, this is actually where you solve for this problem. And it's, I want you to choose your niche, right? Who you help and the result you help them get. And then you're going to go out and you're going to confirm that there's actually demand in the market for it because we're not creating demand. We're going to create demand for your offer, but like the demand overall needs to exist. And so when you do that market research, one of the pieces of that is you, you study how, what angles do these coaches come from? How do they talk about it? What's different about how I do it? And sometimes when a coach looks at themselves and they're like, what's different? And they're just like in their own head thinking about it. Nothing seems different, right? You don't seem different to you because you're you. But when you look at other coaches stuff and you see their style of writing and you see the angles they approach things from and you look at like, oh, this is what they believe. It then becomes very obvious how you are different, how you're unique. And then you get to think about, oh, you know what? They have like, there's a lot of people doing this angle. I'm going to come at it from this angle. Or this is something I wish existed. Or here's how this is different. And it just becomes this like obvious thing. And then, right, when you've built this offer that's for your person specifically, and you know all the uniqueness that you bring into it and how it's like you could then be with those people who sell the exact same thing as you and like cheering them on. Like not just like, you know, you might not at first, sometimes we have to like teach ourselves that, 
but just genuinely like, yeah, not everybody. I can't help everybody. I'm glad there's so many of us helping these people because you will have embraced. This is how I'm different. I know how I'm different. So that comes in the market research element. Um, the next piece is your process. So when you build an offer, you build, you know, all the content you're going to create because of your process, right? You know, it from your niche as well, but your process is where you make, you break down in action steps. This is what my person who wants this result has to do in order to get this result. And it's probably something they can find on Google. It's not going to be some like magical new thing that like nobody's ever heard of. In fact, if it's worded that way, it's probably not that helpful because your person's going <laughs> to read the steps and they're going to be like, I can never do that because I don't know what you're talking about. So it's going to be something very obvious, but your process is valuable because it's paired with working with you. And it's like you can work with a health coach and they can tell you to do things and then you can watch yourself not do them. That's the value of having a coach because people know what to do and still struggle with it. And that's where coaching isn't just a process. It's you paired with them to help them get that result. The other thing you're doing in your, your process is you're anticipating where your client is going to struggle And so when you're anticipating that, you then figure out like, what am I going to create content around? What am I going to talk about? And so it seems like a marketing issue if you're like, I don't know what to talk about. And I ran out of things. And it's like, no, right? Your offer and your process, they are the flow of everything that you talk about. When someone gets on a consult with you and they're like, well, this are my issues. I mean, you might find new ones that you like add to it. But overall, you're going to be like, yeah, I know I've accounted for that. I think about this even with this, right? Like everything I'm telling you on this podcast, it's like, it's everything I've thought about where a coach would struggle. And I was like, how can I solve that for them? How can I help them through that struggle so that they can set a business up that's ready for clients, that they run and they just enjoy marketing because they know these pieces are solid. This is what I have in place. So in your process... The other thing that happens in your process is that you, I mean, the whole offer does this, but I really think the process helps a lot too, is you separate yourself from your business. So if you're just coaching someone, right, you deliver the coaching, um, you kind of like, it's easy to feel like you're what they're buying. But when you have a process and you've thought about like, oh, this is my offer and it becomes this very separate, tangible thing. And you're like, if they do these steps and maybe I've created these assets to help them do those steps and then my coaching pairs up with them, this whole process of thinking creates a separation. Like there's me delivering my offer to them, but it's not you aren't the offer anymore. And so sometimes when people are, when coaches are marketing or selling, they feel this fear of being rejected or of, of people not liking the offer or not liking them or not being good enough, right? Surprise, running your business, every insecurity you have. And I just think the whole world has it like feeling like, am I good enough? Is it good enough? It's all going to come up. And so when you can feel insecure, but you can then look at your offer and say, I feel insecure, but my offer is still fantastic. 
that creates such a different power where you can market and sell. And it's like you can feel insecure and nervous and scared. And you can still have this amazing offer that you built to serve particular people. That creates such a strong foundation for your business. The next piece that I show up, I see show up in your marketing and selling is when it comes to your pricing. So when you choose a price, right? So this happens in your offer. You spend time thinking about how you want to price it. But what you always want to remember, there are the people who don't want to pay that price. And so when you choose a price and you're consciously thinking that at the beginning, you're like, I picked this price. I'm only going to work with like 30 people this year. And you're like, I only need 30. This is the price. And I know there's like bazillions of people who don't want to pay this price. Either they're going to think it's too much. They're going to think it's too little. They're going to think I'm just a crazy person for, you know, even thinking about this, right? But it's like, no, there's just 30 people who do want to pay this. And when you don't do that step at the beginning, when you're building your offer, how that translates later is you have thoughts about the money. But when someone tells you like, "Ooh, it's too expensive or, oh my gosh, you're crazy or how dare you, your mind is going to be like, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? And you're going to begin to create this drama around your pricing rather than having it solid when you started. Inside of the offer program, I actually teach you three different ways to choose your pricing. And the idea behind that is that everybody is going to have a way that's simplest for them to get started now. And sometimes that means you're going to charge less, right? You're going to charge less than other people, but you're going to do it because it's the price you can start with today and feel amazing and not have to work through any mental drama about money. That's going to be the most important thing because your thoughts about money and your your like belief in the value is going to grow as you build the skill selling it and talking about it and and you want to change that. So when you don't spend that time in the beginning, when you choose your price, you create more opportunity for the uncertainty around the money to come up and then have you just thinking about money when you don't need to be. And then the last thing is the length of offer. So often when... There are times when a coach will like, they'll ask me, well, how long should my offer be? I should probably just pick something. And, you know, sometimes I hear that being a question when people do consults, the the client will be like, well, but can we do a shorter time period? And what I think about your length of offer is that it actually could be a marketing and selling point. Like one of my clients told me, she was like, yeah, no, I mean, I have a 12 week package and 95% of my clients get the result in 12 weeks. And I was like, that's very specific. Have you told them that? And it's like, that becomes a marketing and selling angle. Not because you're like trying to, but it's like, no, these are the facts. Like this is what people do in 12 weeks. So when you're choosing your your length of time, while you could choose it randomly, that works. The time you spend choosing it intentionally is time that you're building thoughts about it. That when someone comes and they're like, well, I know you offer 12 weeks, but would you do four or would you do one? You're going to have spent so much time like knowing why you choose 12 weeks, either because they can get the whole result or because there is a segment of the result that they can get that you know is like, if they only come to me and get this, it's powerful. Their life is forever impacted. 
then when someone like asks you for something different it's like you know so deeply why you do the thing you do that the answer would be like oh that's just not my person like no right there's other people that can help you this just doesn't sound like the right offer because and i want to end on this note that ability to think and, and feel that way right there that realization like when you encounter people on a consult or in in your marketing and they kind of come at you aggressively or they question you or you feel insecure it's like the more you've thought about who your offer is for and how you help them with it the more when you encounter the people who aren't your people the easier it will be for you to stay in that confident relaxed mode of like yeah we're really just here to see if it's a good fit because there are the people who are a great fit for this and then there's other people who aren't and it's okay if you're not and that creates such an ease and relief when you market and sell on your own self where it's like it's not about getting it right it's about like I know what I sell deeply and I'm exploring with you if it's a good fit but I don't need to do something correctly I don't need to get these words right I don't have to angle this just right like no when you believe deeply in what you sell and you run into someone that you know you can help you will automatically right it's like not even trying you will speak to the the desires of them and people say yes right they want that help especially from someone who's confident they can give it and so marketing and selling often is like how can I get this right when the more time you spend just loving your offer and visualizing the person you help and like thinking of them as wanting your offer and liking you, it's like it becomes a relaxed experience marketing and selling because of how you've prepared your offer to give you that experience in your business. So that's today's episode. That's the foundation of your coaching business, right? Everything is gonna come after that. So if you're listening to this before October 10th, join us in the live version doing a mini course on building your offer the difference is going to be that i'm doing office hours so there's live support to help you as you're going through your niche as you're digging through your your other offer elements so that when you get done with those four days you have your offer solid and in place and ready to go out and market and sell and after that, it's going to be an opt-in and you're going to be able to go through that mini course and you're going to be able to get the light version of this excellent content that I teach more, the more beefy version inside of an unconventional business school. So coaches, go love your offer if you haven't yet today. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.